Hey everyone, my name is Sambal Siddiqui. And I'm Alana Mallon, and we are two new Cambridge City Counselors, and this is our weekly podcast, Women Are Here. We're here. We are here, it's Wednesday. Yeah. No, sorry. No, it's not even Thursday. Wednesday. Thursday. How is it Thursday? It feels like the slowest week of my <laughs> life, not, ga- not gonna lie. My cousins were here this weekend. One was here from Miami, and one was here from New York. Oh, the one I met? The one that you met. I like her, yeah, she's Zara. funny, she's, Zara. She keeps me young. Uh, and we just had the best weekend. I'm so jealous. It was amazing. I had to cancel a bunch of things, like meetings and like, <laughs> you're like peace out. I, and like rescheduling coffees. And I was like, you know what? I That's okay. Yeah. I need to be with my family. A little you time. A lo- yeah. So we uh, went to go see this movie called Us. Have you heard of it? Uh, yes. So it's the number one movie in the country. And uh, it's a horror film written and directed by Jordan Peele. Who also did that other, the... Um, Get Out. Get Out, so yeah, which was also so good. good. Did you see it in theaters? Yes. I, I was not expecting what I saw, but it was so good. Uh, and so the film uh, is, actually stars one of my, I have a friend from, I've mentioned this on the podcast, my a friend from college, her boyfriend is Winston Duke. Oh, right, from um, Wakanda Forever. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's he's the dad. In, in oh, so he has a main part in the in the movie because it's about a family. Yeah, so it's a family, um, and sh- they go to a. There's this woman. Uh, she returns to her beachfront home where she grew up as a child, and she's haunted by this traumatic experience from the past, and uh, she grows up just fearing things bad things are going to happen, and. Then suddenly there are these four masked strange strangers who come upon the beachfront house, forcing the family of four into a fight for survival. So, so did you just spoil it? I didn't the whole spoil thing? it. Like oh, I really, okay. it, I, I'm not going to spoil it because it's, you have to see it. I can't describe it. It's scary. It's, a, I wasn't as scared as I thought I was going to be. You were hoping to be more scared. I wanted to be, I, I, I'm not, I, I watch scary movies like with, my eyes covered. Okay. And but you like them. I like them. I okay. like them. I kind of it's just it's funny. I laugh. Like I felt like Get Out wasn't scary. I mean it was scary in like the larger social issues. Yeah. <laughs> issues, but like it wasn't like a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Did you like jump out of your seat? I didn't jump in this movie. Okay. Uh so we saw it at Apple Cinemas, which I recommend. Which I know you love. <laughs> the seats of all are- the <laughs> All the movies. <laughs> the seats are very comfortable. Well, one of the movie theaters now has like four seats in it. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Wa- I walked in. I was like, "Is it? Oh, it's just my family in here. It's so interesting. It's very small. It's I don't really get small. it. But yeah, see the movie. I don't want to spoil it. I can't. Really, it's basically about a family that goes through a lot, and there's a lot of motifs. You have. I've been told you have to watch it a few times, and I think a few times. People have said watch it three times. Do you have time for that? I don't. I'm gonna watch it once. I then I read all. We just we went home. I just like read all and the, the like, three of us. We just stuff. like read everything, and we're like, what does this mean? We had a lot of conversation. Oh, so uh-huh. you will talk you, after you see it. Let's talk about it. Okay. Because it, I had my cousins, but no one else has been has seen it yet. I love that. So is it Lupita? Oh, she's she's pop- so good. She's a standout. She's an amazing actress, Lapita, and she kills in this movie. All right, now I'm definitely dying to see it. I I have um I have some free time this weekend. That was what I was going to do, but I was worried that you were going to spoil it. No, no, I I if I spoiled it, you'd it, it's too good. You you have to watch it. Okay, okay, and I will definitely go to Apple. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so. In other exciting news, we had a city council meeting on Monday night, and we talked about. This is super exciting. <laughs> we set our water and sewer rates for the year. Okay, everybody, ready? 
we're going to have a 0% increase in water rates um, over last year and a 7% increase in sewer rates, which will result in 5.2% increase in your combined rate um, for the period of April 1st to March 31st, 2020. I was excited to hear that <laughs> um, this is the ninth consecutive year that the city has been able to produce a one or a zero percent increase in the water rate. So, in the report from the water department, in the current fiscal year, this is everyone listen up. Water is being consumed at a slightly higher rate compared with the previous fiscal year. Um, so, tisk tisk, everyone, and shorter showers. Okay. Yeah. Seriously, how long are your showers? I don't even shower anymore. <laughs> oh, that's what that smell was. <laughs> This morning I was like, I woke up and I was like, oh, I have an eight o'clock coffee. Who does that? That's canceled. In That's my canceled. Book. <laughs> but I'm totally that person who does not look at my schedule for the next day until that next morning because it's so depressing. Like yeah. I can't go to yeah. bed and be like, oh, I just have back to back meetings for 12 hours tomorrow. <laughs> like it's really. So I woke up this morning like, I guess I'm just not going to shower. shower. And then I got here to CCTV and they're like, can we interview you? And I was like, sure, of course. And they turn on the camera and I was like, man. Come on. You look good though. Do I? I have to shower. Um, I have to. I'm the culprit. I, no, I, I, I don't wash my hair every day. I do okay. like run in there for 30 seconds. And yeah. At least yeah. try to not smell. <laughs> but yeah, I think it is. I mean, I, I'm doing my part, people. If no one stopped me and I wasn't so busy, mm. I just take like two hour showers. Oh, but. really? You're like my daughter where I'm like, have you put the shampoo in yet? <laughs> and she's like, what? And why is I supposed to do that? Oh, Jasper. Yeah. You know, actually, basically. I think it's her. She's, she's the she's single-handedly <laughs> yeah so anyway we heard about a lot about that yep and then then one of the other items that had a lot of discussion was the report back of the biannual resident survey um as was well as some thoughts on how to update the survey methodology whether or not it's due for kind of an overhaul um so the survey this year had 400 phone call survey respondents both home phone and cell phones and over 2,000 online surveys so the average time of a survey phone call was 16 minutes and um, I can tell you that Bob Mallon was one of the surveyors <laughs> I, I think it was much longer than 16 minutes it was like probably he's like, a talker well you know I think people want to tell you what they think right I mean that's the thing about a survey but I think for most people you know, you, they'd rather do a survey while they're like going commuting on the red line exactly. to their job. And so that's it's just easier to do um, online. But also, I think some of the responses left a lot of questions from the city councilor. So according to the uh, survey, the number one concern for the seven millionth year in a row was affordable housing. But what does that mean um, when you say affordable housing? Every single person has a different kind of idea of what that means to them. Does that mean that they want more affordable housing for vulnerable residents? Or do they want more housing affordability for them and their friends and their families to be able to continue staying and living here in Cambridge? So is there a way to use um, the survey as a way to dig deeper into some of these critical issues that residents are saying are their number one and number two issues and like really get to the bottom of like, what are they saying? And how do we as a city use our policy tools to address those things? Yeah, and we also talked a little about the survey methodology. I brought up the I fact that, said that. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> did you? Sorry, no. What I was going to say is, it, it, we had two thousand online surveys, right? Mm -hmm. And the, that is statistically significant in whatever way the survey. Yeah, folks, the guy was talking about that. Yeah, but I think we can. I think if the goal is to make sure as many residents take the survey, which I think is important, and just having it on our website, which 
there was a qu- phone question about <laughs> how many people even go to the website, right? Right, right, right. So like, how can we make sure more people, I think I sent it out in my newsletter, I know. Did you? Mm, Maybe Jan did, the yeah. vice mayor. But uh, just uh, to make sure that more people can uh What was a better access. representation? Yeah, better representation. Uh, not the same people who always get a chance to tell the city uh, on how it's doing. Yeah. yeah, so. Well, and the mayor was saying, and I thought this was a good point, was it um, Mark or Denise that was saying, you know, Parents pick their kids up right. at after school every day at the same place. And are like, could that be a place where people could do a paper exactly. survey or, or there could be computers online? There's lots of ways to, you know, generate more interest and get a, a more diverse survey respondents. And more outreach. Yeah. So there's also a big item that got a lot of attention that was an order put in by Councilor Carlone, Zodervan, myself and Mayor McGovern that basically said that the city manager be and hereby is requested to double the annual funding from the FY19 adopted budget over the next three to five years to reach a combined minimum of 30 million per year, plus any additional use of free cash in the following areas, affordable housing, construction, tree canopy, preschool enrollment, scholarship space, central square revitalization, cultural arts district, and the arts in general. Uh, And this was, we had a conversation about it, a discussion about it, and then it was referred to the finance committee after after a, a debate and we have, our budget hearings coming up. Oh my gosh, coming right up. Deja vu, right? I know. We're going to have to talk to our all more of our listeners about the, what the budget means. And, Maybe and we get Sarah Stanton to come back from Bedford. Yeah. She was so good, remember? That was we should do that. <laughs> She'll like, be like, "Uh, I can talk to you about Bedford." This is what we've learned in a year. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. No, 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 no. I thought she did a great job um kind of explaining the budget and where things come from and what revenue is and blah blah. blah. Um, so yeah, I look forward to having that conversation in a finance committee hearing because I think there was a lot of questions, um, and I think some people had different ideas of what the thirty million, twenty million. Right. There was a lot going on, <laughs> and I think our city manager is, you know, he's in the hot seat right now a little bit. He has we have to figure out we've had we've asked for twenty million money for just affordable housing, and then we have this. There's there's a lot. Um, there's a fiscal considerations that the council will be. Uh, coming before us in the next few weeks. I mean, the way that I saw this order was here are some things that we really feel strongly that, that need to be, have priority in the um, in the budget and not a free cash. And uh, let's make it happen. We're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen. Okay, so we also yesterday had an ordinance committee hearing and approved a zoning petition um, for a hotel use. So this zoning petition would pertain to 28 parcels in an industrial B zone. Um so what that means is um, there's a part of sort of just on the outskirts of Kendall Square by one Kendall Square where like the small cow shop is and Mamala's bagels and everything like that, um, that currently, I guess it was down zoned in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And so there's a residential FAR, which means floor area ratio of 4.0 and 2.75 for everything else. So essentially, um, this group wants to build a small hotel with like 60 rooms. Independent. Independent hotel. um, Right where like Emma's Pizza is on the corner of Hampshire and Portland Street. So Emma's Pizza and then there's like an empty parking lot. So that would be uh, redeveloped into a 60 or so room hotel um, that would be hiring, you know, local folks, uh, making sure that they... um, would have a commitment to the community, but they needed us to actually do this zoning ordinance uh, to get them up to a, a 4.0 FAR so they could kind of make their numbers work. 
So just as a little background, because we've been talking a lot about um, Cambridge hotel occupancy rates, ours is really, really high compared to the statewide average. We have about an 85% uh, occupancy rate. And we definitely need to add hotel beds into the city since a lot of people are having to use Airbnb rooms. So adding 60 rooms in, into this kind of dead zone at night would actually, I think, in, you know, invigorate uh, and be a boon to the nearby restaurants and bars. So I think it's it was a win. Um, there wasn't a lot of questions about it. I think everyone felt like it was very reasonable. I think one of the number one concerns that they had said at the planning board was like, well, what if another hotel gets built in that area? And I think the respondents here were like, well, that would be great because um, we definitely need more hotel beds. Uh, so that was uh, forwarded on to the full city council with a favorable recommendation. And so the whole city council will vote on that um, in the next coming weeks. Yeah, it was a 38-minute meeting. I timed it. I know. I know. It was quick. And then I was like, what am I going to do with this hour and 22 minutes that I thought were going to be taken up by this ordinance committee? Yeah, we had three hours blocked on our calendar for it. I saw that. I was like, three hours. And then the planning board decision was a page. It was one <laughs> You know, I sat at my desk and I was like, where is the rest of the planning board recommendation? No. Nope. I was nope. just like, uh, you guys should totally do this. Just to prove it. No, yeah. I think it did. I think there was a question when I had met with the these petitioners a while ago of like, why not housing, right? But the reality is since they downzoned, there has been no residential mm-hmm. uh, and it has, it's mostly office and labs. It had a real unintended consequence. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, which Seems I've been like it. thinking about a lot. So many unintended consequences. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <sighs> so you, you, that uh, the hotel, sh- if they everything goes well, the build out, it would start in the spring. Yeah, and then they said uh, they said eighteen the whole, months, eighteen months to be online, which I thought was like pretty quick. Yeah, I, I was I was expecting a, a, four and a half yeah. years. <laughs> so I was surprised when they said that. Anyway, I uh, I had two other meetings, committee hearings this week. Uh, I'm on the government operations committee. Uh, I won't bore you with that, but I think I told you, Alana, what it was about. It was we as counselors have budgets, uh, uh, travel budgets, yep. and so Councilor Kelly. Uh, posed a question of whether, you know, if we're having open public meetings on t- various topics, if we can, if we want refreshments, can we take uh, that, you know, can we get that paid for through our individual budgets? Mm-hmm. And so we decided that it makes more sense if it comes out of the city council budget. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, if... What if you use up all my money? You usually have to come back and and ask for more money. And what if you just start catering like all your things, like super expensive, and then I want to get coffee and our executive assistant's like, oh no. So what Counselor we decided, Siddiqui I know, right? Used it all up on bagels Craig, and coffee. Craigie in Maine. <laughs> I wish. But what we decided is if one of us wants to do an event, right? Like so Counselor Kelly on cybersecurity or micro okay. mobility, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He would put in a policy order. You're Seriously? Yeah, yeah. And so then we would all have to vote whether or not he could yes. have bagels at his microphone. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, no comment, but I think we all decided that it would be the easiest way to to make sure 
that we it's were doing fair. things. Yeah, fair. So you don't uh, order Craigie on Main for your tenant displacement. I, I wish. <laughs> and then the whole thing came up of like council uh, aids lunches and that controversy. So I oh, got the dinner on Monday. The night. dinner on Monday. That was yeah. anyway. We won't bore you with that. But there's a lot of <laughs> intergovernmental drama behind the scenes. <laughs> Everyone's like, mm-hmm, I got my popcorn. I know, right? I wish <laughs> like I could. Real housewives. I, I know. I want to. I want to <laughs> spill, but I won't. The other meeting. Was no neighborhood, tea today. <laughs> was neighborhood planning, and we talked about uh, the city's tree program. I actually wish I had gone to this because I have a lot of questions. Do you? I do. I hope I can answer them. Okay. So we Start. have a, a com- um, com- com- <laughs> how do I say this word? Commemorative. Commemorative. Tree. Commemorative. Oh my god. Uh, hey, <laughs> uh, which uh, provides individuals, groups, clubs, organizations the opportunity to enhance and beautify the community with trees while providing a lasting means for remembering a loved one or an important event. The program is administrated by DPW, Department of Public Works, and coordinated through the Urban Forestry Division. And it helps anyone get a tree planted uh, on city-owned property. Uh, So we learned that the program's been around since 1997. Okay. But it has not been utilized much. Possibly because no one knows knows about it. Okay. So Uh, the bulk of the conversation was about how it covered a few things. I think some counselors were like, we want more trees to be planted in general. But, sure, of course. Which is important. Mm-hmm. But also the goal here is, you know, how, how do we, if someone wants to remember someone, how are we making sure people know about the program? And uh, the someone from the planting committee was there, tree planting committee was there. And there's been a discussion at the Urban Tree Task Force mm-hmm. about this mm-hmm. as well. How do we... Uh, how do we increase out- outreach about this so that people know? Okay. Here are my specific questions. Okay. Let's say, this is actually a really specific question. Let's say I know somebody who passed away and their family would really like a tree planted in her honor. Is it just, we planted a tree somewhere in the city and thank you so much for your donation to the tree. Like, can they visit that tree? Is there, like, when we dedicate a street corner to somebody, it's a celebration, yeah. right? Like, their family comes. We actually, the city puts together, makes a sign, um, and we pay for it. Like, the, the family doesn't have to pay for that sign. When you have a tree commemoration, I believe you have to pay for the tree. $200. And I don't think you get to choose where to put the tree. And I don't think that you know actually where the tree went. Those are great questions. This is why I wanted to go. You should just tell me your questions. I maybe I'm. I don't think those questions were asked. What it came down to is the the arborist. Uh-huh. Usually, the arborist gets a call. It, this has. It seems from yesterday's conversation, this hasn't happened that many times. Right. So it's like <laughs> he has like a bat phone. Right. That never rings. Yeah. And then sometimes it does. Yeah. And more people have asked for benches, commemorative benches. Yeah. Right. Like like you're talking about mm-hmm, the street corners mm-hmm, and so forth. But this is underutilized or not used it's really underutilized program because no one really knows about it and i brought that up well why don't we know about it well okay just to play devil's advocate here if i was a person who wanted to commemorate somebody yeah and i didn't know where the tree was and i just paid money out of my own pocket and there was no celebration why would i participate why would i do that so maybe it's not that nobody knows about it it just isn't a program that works for the 
specific purpose of what you want, which is like a place to go and remember your loved one who lived here in Cambridge. And maybe there's like a plaque nearby or something. Yeah. And I think in most cities, there's a plaque associated with it. Well, I would think so. And you could yeah. go and visit that tree. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, I, I really had wanted to go to that. I was at a different meeting at that same time, and I didn't even think to send you my questions. I just decided to do it here where you can't. <laughs> and then I'm like, unfortunately, mm, can't. Was I paying attention to the meeting? No, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, so that happened. But you should talk to the commissioner or, so, about it. So it would be Owen. It'd be Owen and okay. then the arborist. So the other thing, just while we're on the topic. You're so annoying. I know. <laughs> Um, but I wanted to do this for somebody at Fresh Pond, which is like, then you're not even dealing with the DPW. Mm. You're dealing with the water department, which is bizarre. That's bizarre. But same issues. Same issues. They're like, we planted a tree somewhere on Fresh Pond. Thank you. And you're like, what? But where is where it? Where is it? Yeah. So, okay. Anyways, a good topic of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, else? I lost you. You have the bum mic this week. I can't believe you switched it on me. I did. She switched it on me. I didn't. I didn't. Okay. So, oh, in the good news column, we got our 10 seconds in Central Square. Our listeners, the hardcore ones that have been with us since the beginning, will remember that we asked Traffic and Parking uh, to look at a pedestrian safety in Central Square last February, particularly around the lights and not having enough time to walk across um, Mass Ave, Prospect Street, and River Street before the lights turned green and cars just start t- turning into you as you're in the crosswalk. So the city answered by saying that they would implement what's called a super LPI, which is a leading pedestrian time, meaning that the right turn on a red light will stay right red for an extra 10 seconds, allowing pedestrians extra time to cross without the threat of traffic. And so we put that in over a year ago, but it's finally happening. And I will tell you, it makes a huge difference. You're welcome, everyone. You're welcome. Um, Samuel and I are putting that on our campaign literature. <laughs> 10 seconds in Central Square. And but seriously, I think it does. If, it makes a huge difference. If there are there are to our, you know, 10 listeners, uh, <laughs> if you can, if there are things like this, we're that so happy we to were, yeah. just tweet at us. We'll Figure, we'll, we'll try to put it, it in. We'll yeah. look at That's it. That's like our job. Yeah, we'll put a stop sign there. We'll put a, we'll, we'll do fun we'll things. We'll try hard. Yeah. Anyways, and like we really, it has taken a year, but <laughs> we have been like, we've stayed on top of traffic and parking. Like, when are we going to get that? And it actually proved to be way more complicated than I even thought it would be. Yep. And of course, as is local government. Well, just, you know, like they had to put in a different like <sighs> yeah. electrical box and then they had to put in different signage. It takes a while. It takes a while, and we're excited. So um, so that's one thing in Central Square. And I don't know if you saw my Twitter yesterday, but (laughs) we had eliminated the busking fees. So, you know, people who want to, you know, play their instruments. Instruments. Um, It used to be that you applied for a permit, and then you had to pay $40 a year. Well, you still have to apply for a permit, but we removed the $40 because we thought it was a barrier for having people out in the streets. And we wanted to make sure we brought more music back into our squares. So... I was walking across the street yesterday, unencumbered by cars crossing into the crosswalk because of our super LPI, (laughs) and in front of Starbucks on the corner of Massachusetts Avenue and Prospect, Katar Bear was there. Amazing. It was my. I was like, oh my god! And he was playing this uh, like fun songs, and you know, it's really amazing to me how little music and safer safer street crossing can make Central Square feel like. A friendly place for residents out on their lunch hours. So I actually took a video and tweeted it of Kitar Bear, and it was 
shared like 50 times and liked by over 500 people. It's like my best liked tweet of all time. And people were like so excited that he was back. And then they were excited that we got rid of the busking fees. It was just such a good feel goody thing. Um, So it was pretty awesome. And then, you know, just as a side note, I'm excited about all the works that the arts task force is doing and how it is making these small changes that will hopefully lead to bigger and bigger changes down the road. But small wins, I'm going to take them. I'm I'm gonna start um, busking. Oh, good! I didn't tell you, but um, like it, with an instrument, or yeah, I want to or like Dion performance songs. art. I want to start singing Celine Dion okay. on the streets. I'm just kidding. But you just like put out a bucket. Be? I would get some change for sure. I'm a. I mean, I, I'm. I sing "My Heart Will Go On" pretty well. I mean, like in your shower and <laughs> while you're using mm-hmm. all the water. I know, right? <laughs> so we have a PSA. Uh, street cleaning starts next week. Uh, so I'm depressed about that. I hate street cleaning. But I love spring. That is true. That's true. Yeah. So you can sign up for text and email alerts right to your phone or email. It's such a lifesaver because it tells you the day before so you know how to know to park your car somewhere that's safe versus running out <laughs> in your bathrobe. It's totally happened to me. <laughs> Uh, in that morning when you hear that guy uh, drive down your street, <laughs> street cleaning. Oh, my God. Your my car nightmares. will be tugged and towed. <laughs> and then there's literally no place to park and you have to walk like 12 bro- blocks in your PJs and bathrobe. Uh, so no one wants to see that, people. So let's uh, let's sign up for the alerts. Uh, we can uh, both tweet it out. I think you already tweeted it, right? Yeah, it's super easy. You just type in your address and then your phone number and it just sends you a it sends you a text message like tomorrow there's no park and you're like great it's amazing thank you telephone it's amazing um okay so we have some events to talk about the (laughs) we are having an event Stumble and myself if you would like to come and uh listen to us more and in person um the historical cafe is featuring us on wednesday april 10th uh, from 6 30 to 8 p.m it's going to be held here at cctv and the the uh, subject is, how does Cambridge engage in the digital realm? So we'll be chatting about our local politics and our podcast, Women Are Here. Um, and we're just going to talk about the ways local government um, has engaged with residents historically and how using the internet and social media um, can actually ser- serve as tools to keep our residents connected. And um, a Cambridge Ringe and Latin School alumni and now history and classics double major at the College of Holy Cross in Worcester, Smarika Suwal. I hope I'm. I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Uh, we'll moderate the conversation. So come join us. You actually have to get tickets. They're like ten bucks online. Um, and I did tweet those out today. If you'd like to come and ten dollars is a hardship for you, please email me or Sumble. Uh, I'm at a m a l l o n at cambridgema.gov and Sumble is s s i d d i q u i at cambridgema.gov. Gov, because um, we don't want people to. We'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll so definitely join us. Join us, uh, our our fans out there, all of them. Watch no one show up, but hopefully not. I think people have signed up. Really? That's what she was saying. That's fun. I don't know how many. Maybe it's two. Your, your mom, my, my mom, <laughs> Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So this topic came up a little bit last night, just about using social media and how it can get more people engaged. I was on a panel at Harvard Law with Shannon Watts, who's oh, 
the Moms Demand Action yeah, woman? Yeah, oh, it was. I'm like a huge fan. She was. I was like, I was like, I'm such a huge fan, and mm-hmm. we took pictures. Did you nerd out? I nerded out. I was yeah. like, oh my god! But she did the power of, you know, there's an action, and that they have chapters in every state now. Oh yeah, it's amazing. She's like got five kids or something. She has five kids. Yep. I, yep. Yep. How about I knew that? Yeah, yeah. She's she, she has a new book coming out too. Oh, okay. But anyway, we talked a, l- a lot about how uh, social media uh, served as a has served as a tool for their organization to get people engaged, and you know, I get their alerts of yeah. there's an action here, there's yeah. an action here. But but anyway, it was an awesome experience. I'm glad I they asked me to join. I actually um so I actually marched in Washington. That's right. That's what she originally yep, organized yep. was that March on Washington after Sandy Hook. And I was, I've was i been just a fan ever since. Like, I can't believe she's still just out there doing it. Good for her. She's, ugh, it's amazing. Like, the work she's done and the ugh, the NRA and the, we talked a lot about Twitter mm. and the. She's very active she, on Twitter. Oh my. And she takes no She prisoners. followed me. Can you. <gasps> Stop it. She followed me last night. Oh my God. I kind of, I, I followed her and I was like, you have. Like 400k yeah. followers. I have 900 <laughs> or like, no, I have like nine. I have no. I mean, I don't have that many followers. Like 900. That's pretty. Good. I don't. I don't have that many followers. But uh, she, you should just tweet about Katar Bear. You get a whole bunch. You're gonna get a whole bunch, yeah. right? But she follows me, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so honored. <gasps> I would die. Anyway. All right. Well, that, so um, let's see. What else have we got going on? Oh, there's a really exciting event put on by the women's the Cambridge Women's Commission called Unpacking White Feminism. So come here from Rachel Cargill for her signature lecture exploring the history of feminism through the lens of race. Uncover layers of unlearned details revealing the problematic effects that white-centered activism has had on the past and present state of the feminist movement. She leaves her audience with new knowledge, meaningful tools, and powerful actions uh, toward a more intentional, inclusive feminism. So that's going to be on April 30th at 5.30 p.m. Um, with light refreshments. Um, it's the 6 p.m. program, and it's going to be at the Cambridge Public Library in the auditorium at 449 Broadway. So this is a free event, but you must RSVP. Um, and the R- the RSVP Earl is, are you guys ready? It's com slash m-b-k-t-u from what i understand people listen up the women's commission is just telling certain people here in cambridge like us like they're just kind of slowly talking about it because this lady sells out everywhere so if you are interested in this event go and reserve your tickets right now i got ours today Oh, sweet. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. Um, because I know that I, I want to at least be able to um, go. <laughs> I don't want to tell everybody about it and be like, oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I actually couldn't get in. So if you, again, that um, that website is com slash mbktu. I'm really interested in this topic, especially since we have been talking so much about the suffrage movement and the yeah. 19th Amendment and um, sort of the intersection of white feminism there and and what happened and how we left um women behind so so yeah so let's um i'm excited about going to that yeah it's going to be great um like i said i got you a ticket all right so i think that is our uh, that's our podcast yeah we are headed to a housing committee meeting later today Mm -hmm. uh it's at five uh on the 
zoning overlay? The affordable housing overlay. And we did get some language yesterday from the Community Development Department that we will be discussing around the zoning. Um, I have a lot of questions, um, and I, I'm sure everybody else does too. So I hope that we're going to have a productive meeting tonight. It seems like we're going to be maybe having a couple more meetings. We're going to have a few. Yeah, definitely. I know that the, the mayor had had something on Monday night to do a roundtable um, on April 9th um, that I actually exercised my charter right uh, because I didn't. I didn't want to schedule another meeting without having the one that we're having tonight because I wasn't even sure what we were going to be talking about tonight for yeah. zoning language. So I just thought it was important to kind of push it into Monday. We'll talk. We'll take it back up on Monday night and talk about um, next steps and next meetings. Sounds good. Yeah. So, anyways, I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. It's supposed to be gorgeous, like in the seventies. So everybody, get outside, do some stuff. Don't use a lot of water. Go see that movie. And, and just have fun. Oh, just have fun. Yeah. This do is you. The, the new Sambal Siddiqui. She's like, I just canceled all my stuff last weekend and had fun. I had fun. Everyone should just have fun on the weekend. They really should. I agree. I agree. We sh- and we should have more fun. <laughs> yeah, we need to have more fun. All right, everybody. Well, like it, like Sambal said, if you have questions, if you have things you want to talk about, tweet at us. I'm at A-M-M-A-L-L-O-N. I'm, and I'm at Sumblesid, S-U-M-B-U-L-S-I-D-D. And please share this podcast with anybody that you might think would also like it. Please. Um, and thank you for being with us. We appreciate it. Yeah. It makes us uh, really happy that you listen to us. And I love when people come up to me and say, mm-hmm. I love your podcast. Um, cause oh, I'm, yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. I feel like, then I feel like I'm not just talking to my mom and your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? All right, everybody. Okay. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.